You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. As residents of Kentucky, many of us have close ties to Appalachian culture and history. Frank X. Walker helped to discover and redefine Appalachia through the Appalachian perspective, giving a voice to the many diverse members who did not fall under the traditional regional definition. In this podcast, Walker tells us about the origins of Appalachia and its evolving atmosphere in the development of Pluck, Kentucky's first journal of Appalachian arts and culture. My name is Frank X. Walker. Um, what I do is complicated, but simple at the same time. I exist in the world as an artist-activist. Um, most people know me as a poet and teacher of creative writing, and I work at the University of Kentucky in the English department. What's the origin of the term Afrolatcha? The word Afrolatcha comes out of um, a personal approach to poetry that I take. My process includes asking myself questions and then interrogating the page or myself or the idea uh, over and over again and trying to find words to articulate what it is I'm thinking and feeling and somehow that comes out as a poem given that kind of focus. And I was led to, to the page to this interrogation after an event in the early 90s here in Lexington uh, that featured a, a large well, I mean, large in the sense that it was a big deal that these were celebrity readers all coming together in the downtown opera house. And they advertised it initially as the best of Appalachian writing. And then they decided to make it more diverse, and they brought Nikki Finney in from California and added her to the, to the mix. But they changed the name and just made it Southern Writers and not Appalachian. And I wrestled with these two ideas. One, that they had the go all the way to California to find a, a writer to make that event more diverse. When there were writers, everywhere I looked, I knew a writer. I mean, there were, I was, I was one of a dozen writers that I knew. Um, and second, you know, what was about that word Appalachian that meant that they had to change it when Nikki became a part of the equation? So I opened a dictionary uh, then, and the definition then said that Appalachians were the white residents of the region of the Appalachian Mountains. So I knew immediately that, you know, I could never be Appalachian, which meant I could never be one of the great Appalachian writers, even if I was a writer. Um, so the thing I wanted to interrogate that evening when I sat down to write was what was it that Appalachians, many of whom I knew, and my community of African Americans who lived in the country in the same economic and socially challenged way, uh, what did they have in common? Uh, and some writing through this poem at the very end of it I remember writing now imagine being an Afro-Latin poet and I didn't think much of it you know it was not it was not nothing earth shattering happened for me at that moment it was just it made sense it was logical it's just a combination of African based and Appalachia in the same space but I took it to my writing group who were already meeting we've been meeting for almost a year without a name but we were thinking about a name and I read that poem and their very first response was, that should be our name, the Afro-Latin Poets. And everybody immediately loved 
that name even more than I did. I mean, they thought it was a big deal. Uh, and we named ourselves the Afro-Latin Poets like that, that very day. And that's where it comes from. How has the Afro-Latin poetry and art movement changed over time? As more and more people have found out about it, it's given, it's given the Appalachian Studies community the platform to talk about diversity in a real way in the community. I'd say the newest thing that it's done is encouraged and allowed other ethnicities to also claim the space. You know, I've seen the terms Asian Appalachian uh, or Asia Latins. I've seen Cuba Latins used in, in stories. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm warmed by that because I know that, you know, we kind of, you know, as Afro Latins, we open that door to allow other people of color to claim the same space that they were born in. And, you know, that's, um, I think that's mostly important because it's the kind of thing that's needed to, to shatter the, the negative stereotypes of the region. All those things that are clearly African-American events and people and things happen in the same space that people say is Appalachia, but yet the definition of Appalachia doesn't include those things or those people or that history. That makes no sense to me. You know, so I think what we've done is force people to, to relook at their definition of the region and why they've accepted this idea of this caricature that does not include people of color. Because as soon as they let go of that old definition, it erases all those negative stereotypes because it has to include people of color. Why is the journal called Pluck? Pluck, I stole the name Pluck or borrowed it from Nikki Finney uh, from one of her poems uh, because when I heard the word and read the word in her poem, I, I fell in love with it because it's an old word um, and most people hear it and have never used it or don't know what it means in the, in the way that we use it. And when I found out the definition of pluck was, is, uh, you know, to, to succeed and press on uh, against enormous odds, that it was about courage and, and, and perseverance, that um, it seemed like the perfect thing to do. I, I felt like that's what we were doing, that we were trying to kind of spit into the wind this idea that challenged what everybody accepted about this region and to find a way to be proud of, uh, of who was here and who was being left out of the conversation and to create this platform to talk about those entities and those voices um, to, to uh, put our you know our aesthetic into play uh, which is making the invisible visible you know that was um, we were really committed to that and, uh, as artists, activists, as writers as as community members, uh, teachers, and educators, and students of writing and literature, this is something I, I, I think we all believe in. And that's our common denominator. Thanks for listening. And thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences, the English Department, the African American and Africana Studies Program, and the Appalachian Center for making this podcast possible. 